A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Uh, Manly versus Storm. Uh, some major talking points. I think Davey has been absolutely outstanding for Manly. Like, seriously, on the edge there, some of the lines he's running, the fact that he's keeping Schuster on the bench is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, first half was 63% completion for Manly, 85% completion for Storm. Uh, but the crazy thing was is that, like, in the first what, 10 minutes, I think Manly was like 2-10 and 10 or something crazy, yet they were up 14-16. Yeah. It was mental, mental, or 3-10 and 10 or something like that. Um, uh, ref gave a penalty for offside uh, of a kick. Oh, yeah. So what about four minutes to go and the ref gives an offside penalty off a kickoff? Oh. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Like, talk about trying to even the, the counter. Like, I'm going to try not to be too harsh on the ref this week, but I, this week was tough. This week was tough. Giving a – like, did you watch the replay of the, the – he was offside by half a step. You can find that in every kickoff, in every kickoff. That's when you're looking for penalties. Like, come on. Um, anyway, uh, what do you guys think of Manly v Storm? Just on that, 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 that was the one where Josh Schuster was half a yeah. step. Come on. Imagine being Schuster when, when he, he subbed on and that's when Jake came off. He yeah. would have been able to hear Jake oh, blowing up blowing and then up. he was on his edge. Imagine walking back past that bench but <laughs> trying like, to make eye contact with Jake. Mate, it's just like, <laughs> when you think about it, like, really? Like, like, that's a penalty, is it? Like, you needed to – that had any effect on the bloke catching the ball. It was half a step. <laughs> like, do you – put it this way, do you make that call if the game is 14-16, manly ahead? No. No chance. Anyway, uh, what do you think of the game, Timmy? Referees love making big calls in the final minutes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, ask the Raiders. Yeah. Fuck. Um, it, it was a bit of a throwback to last year, minus <clears throat> Tom Trebojevic, Brilliance, where you're going, manly. This is what we've been waiting for all season. A really dominant performance against a gun Melbourne Storm side, so give or take a couple of players out. And it was just, we've spoken about him so much already, but it was just. Everything was Daly Cherry Evans. Mm. His attack was sensational. His kicking game, I think he had three repeat sets. Yep. He had that monster torp for the uh, Tui Pilotto try. He like he might have had a 40-20 in there as well. Uh, and then defensively, on the flip side, he nearly handed it back to him in the last seven minutes. Mm. Um, the whole game rev- revolved around him. And it just made me sit there and go, if they can get that edge right defensively, that left edge, 
like they, I'm not going to say they can compete after what we've seen this season without Tommy Turbo, but they're such a good football team in yeah. there, isn't them? Oh, mate, hundred percent. It, it it is really like their Achilles heel, like mm. just that edge defence. Some it, it just and it it can just happen out of nowhere, like. All of a sudden, boom, three tries. Down, down. I mean, what's been two games in a row now where they've been ahead by a huge margin. And then it's like, just everyone goes, nah, Dunsky's game's over. And then all of a sudden, the other team comes back in it. Something's got to tra- change drastically. If they seriously want to compete at all this year for mm. a sort of top four, late into the finals, any of that, like top eight mm. at the least. Yeah. And they're so up and in, Manly, and have been for a long time off the back of DC's preference in defence. Mm. Do they just sit there and go, let's try, and I know this is so much easier said than done, but try and emulate the Melbourne Storm and, and just be that up and out defence. And I know that comes back to the middles and you have to win the ruck and all mm. that, but they've got to try something, don't they? Because yeah. the longer this goes on, they're not competing come September. Yeah, it's interesting. It's such an interesting one because it's like, you know, they – had they've had some good runs like last year they had some good runs but then they got into that big game and they their defense just literally fell to water like last year i don't know what the answer is because like again dc is so good he's so good but he just has this tendency to turn in or turn out and it's kind of like do you say to dce like mate let's just try it but like as if they haven't had a conversation before like i'm sure they would have had conversations where like you know, I mean, I'm sure DC himself is watching video going, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done this or done that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what he just flew out of the line on the scrum off Pappy. Again, like a little bit dewy conditions. Pappy, just the tiniest bit of footwork. Chess slips over straight through. Thanks, mate. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it would, I mean, it, it, it's tough. Again, it's so tough because he's so good for that club in, de, in attack. Like, oh. without oh, yeah, him. Yeah. He shot, shot out and left that massive gap. Sofa Solomon steaming through it and Ruben Garrick's going, thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Boo, sir. Um, yeah, it's a really tough one. It's, 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 it's that, like, it's that age-old battle of, like, you have this player that's so good in, like, 90% of his game. Like, mm. brilliant kicking game. Brilliant ball playing. He's good in contact. He has a dig. He's one of the great competitors. There's just this tiny deficiency that you're trying to, trying to work out without taking away with what makes him so great. The I'm thing not, is... It's like 50% of his game, realistically. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. split it into attack and D. And it's, yeah. It's a tough one. It's yeah. a really, really tough one. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I think it's something they've definitely got to sort out because you see every single team that plays them, that's how they play. Yeah. Their whole game down. is built around mm. getting to that edge. Um, as you said, in attack, I thought that ball that he threw to Kohler. Crazy. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. It was such a good pill. There was, uh, we'll talk about Nathan Cleary's team. He, he pretty much threw, threw the same ball to Isaac Tungo later. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Manly. Like they're they're now ninth, <clears throat> so they're one win out of the eight. They've got to buy this weekend, but as does the team above them, the Dragons, and the two teams below them, Roosters, Raiders. Mm. So like it's round seventeen now. It's, it's going to be round eighteen when they come back. It means that they've only got seven games left to pull it back in. Yeah, I tell you what, what a crucial win then yeah. to get one over the I storm. Imagine if they would have lost that, that the they would have been pretty much almost season. Well, mate, if if they would have won that game against the Cowboys, which should have. Um, they'd be sitting seventh. Mm. They lost last night. I mean, they could fight their way back, but what, you've got six, seven games, really, like realistically, for for the people around you to drop two, three games because they would have been two out of the eight. They would have been two wins out of the eight. So massive win for the club. So we talked about the negative. We talked about the negative with Manly. 
But the positive with DCE though, he fucking was amazing in attack. Yeah, yeah. He like he's kicking, his repeat sets, he's <laughs> like very like his long kicking game is crazy. His short kicking game is crazy. He's like I think his attack is almost the best it's ever been. Like his some of his short balls, he's like it's mm. the in attack. He's the whole package. He's the whole package. I, I think it's the best it's been since 2011. It's when been he burst fucking onto the amazing. scene and yeah. he was just playing with so much confidence. He wasn't afraid to make mistakes ever. Mm. Um, I think his kicking game this year is, I think as a whole, it's probably been the best in the comp. Mm. I think that's fair. You'd have Adam Reynolds there and thereabouts. Cherry's oh. had some fucking good, like he's kept his team in games. I'm trying to game. think. I would still probably have Cleary and Matty Burton the whole season though. Burton was a bit tough at the start. Look, it's, it's oh, not a bad I think Cleary's got the better kicking game. Yeah. But I just think this year specifically, mm. Chez has been unbelievable. Yeah, his kicking game is fucking outstanding. He's got the he's also got the most forty twenties this year, doesn't he? I, I would assume safely. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he does. Um, All time, his forty twenties is like a mile ahead, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, in attack, just amazing. Um, and I want to talk quickly about Olakawatu. Sorry, Ooh. equal. Yeah, equal first with um, Benny Hunt and Chanel Harris Avida and Nathan Cleary. Oh, okay. So they're okay. But what about all time then? I have a feeling he's a like. Yeah, we spoke about yeah, he's well and truly in front. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean that you know. I think field goals, he's right up there as well. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about Olakawatu. Fuck. I like how he didn't get more minutes for the Tonga. I'll never know. <laughs> like he is unbelievable. He's he's like a mix between you know uh, a kick out. Oh, fuck, I don't even know who else you would you would say, but he's just. So destructive on the edge there. He must when you're marking him, you, you just this is nightmare fuel. Like this guy is mad footwork. He's got multiple highlight reels of knocking blokes out. Like if you try and jam in on him, he will literally knock you out. Like he's done that multiple times with wingers off centers trying to jam in. And all he does is just drops his hip like that. Boom, Gonskis. He is far out. He's Kick out runs like an incredible line where he's unstoppable. Mm. Just like with a full head of steam, they can't yep. stop him. As you said, Olakawatu. He could be standing still. He could be jogging along. People go at him. He just like drops his hip into him, and they just like they can't tackle yeah. him. Oh, far out. Who else was it? So it was it was Montoya that got knocked out from him. It was like a couple of weeks He's in a row few, where yeah. where he like knocked just just by going like that, boom. Yeah. And they had all the steam as well. He is fucking. The other thing about him too, like he's obviously got this tremendous upside and attack, and normally those guys, yeah, they're hard to handle. But then you go, okay, when I've got the ball, I can make you look silly. Though mm. you mm. can't with him. Mm. No. Defensively, he's he is pretty good. Unreal. Yeah. Absolutely. Fire. And like, you're just seeing his game develop. Like, if you've heard the story about him, he was like a basketball player. And Nasi Fainu, Manasi Fainu, asked him to come down to like an under 20s training session or some shit, rocks up, and boom, kills it. Now he's playing. Like, we're only seeing the start of his development. Yeah. Imagine in another three or four years where he's going to be as a footy player. Like, he, he could eventually be the best back row on the comp. I don't know if he's there yet. You know, he's a mixed between Papali'i and Kikia. That's who he's at, like right in between those two. Because um, he has that strong, crazy ball running of Papali'i, but also that ability just to crazy offload if he needs to. Um, super, super impressive. Uh, I thought Foran too. Foran's fine in some, probably the best form since Para, early on Para days where he was playing some pretty good footy. He's been outstanding. Um, who stood out for you boys? Yeah, oh, I thought Foz was great. I'll tell you what, fuck if you're the Titans. Like you must be excited. Oh, you're, you're, no, you're like, come here now, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. How'd I you thought, go, Matty, with the 
I, yeah. Can't find it. H- hard to find. In 2018, he kicked the most in like a five-year period. That's as far as I got. In a five-year period? So yeah, he's so, up there then. Oh, yeah, yeah. A- yeah. In 2019, he'd kicked one every 8.8 games. Obviously, it's three since then, but yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Guru, anyone else in pressure? Yeah, no, I thought, you know, I, I think the elephant in the room with Manly is just how they're finishing games at the moment. Mm. That's like... We'll get to Melbourne soon, but what was it, like 20 points in seven minutes or something? Mate, wild. Like Pappy, God, Pappy's last seven minutes, that was incredible. It yeah. was like he just all of a sudden found confidence. Yeah. Um, what, two tries and two tries in the last seven minutes for Pappy. That's <laughs> wild, man. It's absolutely wild. Uh, anyone for you, Timmy, that stood out? Tyler Tower, cooler, just impressed me more and more every single week. Um, I know he's on the DC edge, so defensively you could say, you know, whether he's contributing to that, I, I'm willing to say he's not because physically he's so strong. So strong. Um, I think his read's okay and it'll only get better and better, but he's really starting to click in attack, running his lines, getting his combinations in attack with the blokes around him. Uh, he was fantastic. Mm. Also, yeah. this as well with him, like with, with DC, when you're playing outside him, I think you've, You've got to earn DCE's trust. Mm. Like, and you can tell that Olakawatu's had it for quite some time. I think over the last few weeks, I think Cole has sort of shown DCE mm. that he, he's a guy that he can go to as yeah. a proper strike weapon because Ch- Chez wasn't really using him in the first few weeks. Yeah. I think it's taken time, but I feel like it's sort of clicked over the last month or so. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair point. What I love about Cooler is like he kind of has that old school tackle technique of just straight through the guts. Like, and like that hurts more than yeah. getting jammed up top. <laughs> getting hit through the guts is like, oh, every, you like almost get winded. The amount of times he's shot out of line and just gone straight through someone's midsection, yeah. it just it just like paralyzes you almost. And like whacks and lifts and which lifts is like really well, mate. Coach, that oh, I would love to see. Uh, what his like, uh, strength is like in the gym lower body. I reckon he squats fucking massively and I reckon he deadlifts massively because like for a small body to have that much power, usually they're explosive, like they're fast twitch fibers and that. I mean, as we know, he's in, like he's the fastest in the state, got the record or whatever. But I, I think we're just seeing the surface of what this guy is going to deliver. I think once he finds confidence, as you said, once DCE starts use like it's so often where, and I experienced it the Warriors where, when I went to the Warriors, at the Broncos, I was the guy that, you know, well, for a period, like a sh- very short period, you know, Lockie by the end of the season would look to me for points. Like he would be like, I know Denon's going to be a good finisher. So he would, you can even see it in games against the Raiders, like he would tip me up and say, I'm going to do a cross field kick back for you, be ready. And like we built that trust up over the, a short period of time. And when I went to the Warriors, like Manu Vatavai was that guy. So like certain teams have certain guys as their guy and rightly so Manu Vatavai should be the guy like he's their best winger by a mile you could argue he's the greatest winger of all time um, and what I look at with Kohler is like I wonder whether we're going to f- come to a point this year or next year where DCE decides you are the guy like mm. you're the guy that I'm going to go to for points you're the guy like because every time a half goes through a set he has to ask himself okay like where are we getting to what play are we putting on and when you choose a, play, a player as the guy, the set is around getting the ball to that guy. Katoni Staggs has become that kind of for the yep. Broncos. He's been a little bit quiet. And so I think that once DC makes that choice and says Cooler is the guy, we're going to see more plays set up to give Cooler space. And I think we're getting closer to that each week because he fucking is impressive. You know, I think last year the guy that Ches probably settled on was um, Jason Sarr. Mm. 
amount yeah. of times he'd kick earlier, he'd just fling that cutout ball out to him yeah. in space. And then I think it slowly became Olakawato. Now, if they can all be on that edge. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I'd Saab's moved to the other side now. But if you've got Olakawato and you've got Kola there who... Well, Tui Polotu has been outstanding this year. He's been great too. Yeah, been like, probably, I, like yeah. if I was defending against that edge... For the last few weeks, I've always thought of, I would have thought, okay, he's going to go to Olakawatu. Colin's mm. not going to. Now that he's starting to mix it up, it'll well, make them both. More. You know what I would love to see? I would love for DC to sit down with Kola and watch Broncos when Steve Renouf was mm. their centre, because they're similar builds. They're not yeah. that big. They're super quick. They move like lightning. And I would go back and I would watch like how did Steve Renouf get so much space so often? Like like I imagine a time where if Renouf is used incorrectly. He could almost have a quiet game because you need to use him correctly. You need to be hitting him on those crazy out balls where, you know, he starts on the defender, but the ball actually lands outside the defender's shoulder. And I, I see Cooler in a similar mold, like where he's just got that beautiful gliding running technique. He's got so much speed that you, you need to almost create space for him to run into. Um, but, yeah, super and, and I think they wasted him for the first few months. He was constantly running an overs line. Yeah. Just running into traffic. And they like he Unders line. Yeah, Unders, Unders line, yeah, sorry, yeah. And he just wasn't being utilized. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the tide's sort of starting to turn a yep, little bit. For sure. Uh seven tackle breaks, two line breaks, 195 meters, and two tries. So really exciting to see him um begin to hit his straps. Where where does Saab sit for you this year? Well, what the, is, is that his first or second game and he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I, thought he'd, I thought he'd come back like at least a month ago, but could be wrong. Could be wrong. He's, he's got a few more behind him now. Well, put it this yeah. way. Put it this way. Tom Dravojevic comes back. Garrick goes to one ring, wing. Who are you picking, Saab or Tui uh, Pilotu? Four games. Four games. Sorry, can you say that again? Tom Dravojevic comes back. Yep. Garrick goes to one ring, obviously. One wing, obviously. Mm. Who are you picking, Tui Pilotu or Saab on the other wing? Tui Pilotu. I... Uh, Look, I'd go to Ipolotu. Mm. Tom Trebojevic is so important in that because he's so good and creates so much space. Mm. They only need to get started that fraction of space, which we saw last year, and he's just away and gone try time. Mm. Like, let's say Garrick's at fullback and you had to make a decision between Tui Pilotu and Saab. I'm taking Tui Pilotu every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But the way Saab is utilised with Tommy Turbo there, because how much better of a side they are, and mm. the ability to create space and strip numbers out wide, gee, he suits Tommy. Like he scored, what, 28 tries or something? Oh, last crazy. Year. It was 20, 22 yeah. plus. It was massive, yeah. massive. So nine times out of 10, I'm going to Ipolotu, but Saab and Tommy are good together. Mm. It's a really good point. It's like, Tui Pilotu does so much great work coming out of your end, and, and he's mm. super solid, great finisher. But Saab just has that crazy X-factor speed. Like yeah. how many times last year did we just see him completely gas players where it looked like those players were in slow-mo yeah. and he was taking like two steps for every one. Um, I still believe like even though Kula has that record in the 100 metres, I think Saab's got the highest top speed, I reckon. I don't know. I just When, I move, when you see him moving across the paddock at, at, at top speed, far out he's quick. I would say Kula's got him first 50. I would love to see that last week. Cool though. got run down, I believe, Cook. earlier in the year. Yeah, Cook. cooking. And then even in his runaway, like he had all the momentum with him. Mm. Melbourne were going against the ball. He caught it and took off. And there were blokes. I'm not saying they nearly got him, but there yeah. were blokes. Like, I think he slowed down the last sort of five, ten metres. Yeah. But someone dived on in the end. Hughes was coming after him. There might have been the opposite winger was coming after Green him. Green Anderson, yeah. Yeah, like if that was Saab, they're mm. nowhere near him. Yeah, and that's, that's where I think with Cooler, sometimes – you know, you see a guy like, and it happened to me to a degree, like 
as in like my asset was speed but the club just tells you put on muscle mass put on muscle mass put on muscle mass oh. and so like the first year i came to the club like broke all the records and my top speed was you know record or whatever but then like by four or five years in i'm 10 kilos heavier and it just my body isn't made for that weight like it's my my like just it's just not made for it no matter how much i balance it with the it's all just muscle there's no fat on me i stretch whatever i'm just not made for that weight um when i think like cooler i wonder whether he he's put on a lot of weight because look how we, we just spent 10 minutes talking about how solid he is in d mm. and like you have to have a bit of weight behind you to be able to do that so i wonder whether they've put a bit of weight on him and that's pulled him back a little bit um but, I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's a real good problem to have. I was just having a look at, at those two wingers at the moment and yeah, probably to be a little bit more um, technical. Obviously, you've got Jason Saab, who played right wing last year. Mm. Uh, he's a right-hand carry. Tupelotu's a left-hand carry. Mm. And they've got them on opposite wings. Yeah, that's interesting. Imagine having the, the problem... As a 19-year-old, do I want to be too strong or too fast? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> well, you know, a funny story is, so Leon Bott, when he came through... Um, obviously we remember how quick he was he had to stop doing leg weights because he was getting too big and also like he just like basically would get into the rack it'd be at like 250 or something or 220 just a conservative and he would just go boom smack it up just like it's nothing and they just said mate you, there's no point going any further and so he basically had to stop doing heavy leg weights because his legs were just getting fucking massive super super explosive he was an animal he was, he was so, quick. so quick so quick beat him butt Whatever. Um, um, Maddie, does this look weird standing up or? It's whatever. We're, we're so used to the seating for the last two years. Obviously, it looks a little bit different, but it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Is this blocking me too much, the mic? Or? No, 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 no. It's no, all right. It's all okay, good. sweet. Um, yeah, okay. Now, anyone else that uh, stood out for you for Manly? Oh, obviously, we spoke about Andrew Davey. He's been fantastic. He's been great, yeah. All good. Oh. All good. Now, on to the Melbourne Storm. Um, I'll be honest, boys. I think, well, firstly, I, I think um, it's funny how, like, so Storm come out and play, play pretty poorly. Well, really poorly, actually. Like, probably one of their poorer games. Outside of their fi- those finals games that they played last year, probably one of their poorest games I've seen in quite a while, at least the first 70 mi- minutes. But it's interesting because, like, you know, no one's sitting here going, oh, okay, Hughes isn't as good as we thought he was because, you know, Munster's the guy. Because remember when Munster was there by himself and, and, and Munster was there without Hughes and Pappy mm-hmm. and all the articles started coming out like, oh, well, maybe Munster's not the guy. It's actually Hughes is the guy. And then now we look at this weekend and you're like, you're watching, you go, well, fuck, they really could have used Munster. I think uh, it's clear evidence that uh, there is no real there is a guy because this month has got the experience, but I think there's they're actually so evenly spread that they actually all need each other. Like Pappy needs Munster, Munster needs Pappy, Pappy needs Hughes, Hughes needs Munster. I actually think it's just such a perfectly balanced side. And when you like tinker with it a little bit by trying to bring someone else in, they just don't have the same balance as they usually do. Uh, I will say though, like I am a little bit worried about the storm. In not not. To any other standard in the NRL, I'm not worried. So if I was think, talking about the Eels and I saw the Eels play like this or whatever, I would just be like, yep, whatever. But to the Storm's crazy, crazy high standard that we've come to expect, I feel like they've been a bit patchy for the last, what would you say, since midway through last year, would you say? Or, or a bit longer than that, like three quarters, ever since three quarters through last year, would you say they've been a bit patchy? 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's fair. I, I think this year like, there's obviously a, n- a number of reasons for it. Like, I, I think we forget there's still Mishing. Christian, Christian Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, like, for it's sure. such a huge loss. Pappy, uh, he was out for, what's he been out for six, seven weeks, something along those lines. He comes back into this side. Munster's not there. Oh, obviously, just this week in particular. But I agree with you, the last probably 18 months, I, I would argue, it's pretty much since Cam Smith retired. There like is still a that, hangover there to some extent, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, they, they went on that run and they broke all those records last year. But seasons are long. And, like, I agree with you, man. Like, I, they really do miss Cameron Smith. I hate to say it because, like, everyone's like, well, of course you're going to fucking say that as your mate. But, but, like, but they, they broke all the records. They did all that. Then they got to the biggest game of the season. They didn't fire a fucking shot. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, I yeah, mean, it's, it's crazy to look back and think what the Penrith Panthers we now know, they were about $5.50 going into that game. Yeah, wow. Down there in Melbourne, like they were rank outsiders. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And I, it's just funny because, like, remember when they came out last year and they were breaking all those records and some people had the gall to be like, nah, see, they don't need Cam Smith. They're all good, incredible system. And it's like, bro, how quickly forget how fucking good this guy was. Like, he tortured a state for an entire, like, two decades nearly. Oh, we know. <laughs> um, and that's that's no knock on the guys at the Storm. I just think that it's a testament to the incredible greatness of Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, and Cam Smith. I think I don't think we're going to see a spine like that. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. In my lifetime, no way. Like Smith, Slater, Cronk, and Munster—not a chance. Do you no think way. we'll ever see a spine like that again? Yeah, you had th- you had three immortal three immortals in my opinion. They came to they, they came from the same Queensland Cup team. Yeah, it's never going to happen. No, and so like I, you have to give the Storm massive raps for being able to like still be one of the best sides in the comp after losing three goats. You have to give a massive raps for that. Um, but I yeah I do think there's their depth just isn't the same as it was as it what it was in yesteryear. But they have lost Christian Welsh. They've had Pappy out for a while. Hughes was out. Munster's been out. Um, Remus Smith has been out. Mm. So, yeah. Look, the thing is, is, the thing is, I'm saying that I'm I'm a bit worried about the patchiness. But there's a huge part of me, like there's a, a loud voice yelling, bro. The storm are going to make you look stupid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they they're going to come out and make me look stupid. And I so logically it seems logically I look back at the last six months or whatever and go, it's been patchy. But I go, well, yeah, but look at look at every time the Storm have been counted out and every time they make us look silly. What just, do you think? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, j- j- just to go back for a second. Just what you said about the big three, will we ever see it again? Mm. Like, I honestly, I was just thinking then, I don't think you could go to any period in rugby league and put together the best seven, nine and one that are playing at that moment mm. and it'd be better than the Melbourne Storm three. Yeah. Slater is the best fullback. Well, you're and, not going to like you're not gonna find a better hooker. Yeah. You might find a better seven. There's probably two or three better sevens than Cooper Cronk. But are they going to be? Maybe, if yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to be around at better times than a fullback than Billy Slater? No. Hooker than Cameron Smith? Not a hope in hell. Yeah. Cam Munster on his day has like delivered on the biggest stages as good as anyone else ever. Like you got, in my opinion, you've got Joey Johns 2005. I don't think anyone will, like anyone will beat that. I don't think like with everything leading up, he was a third string in the injury, everything. The way he controlled that game was absolutely godlike. But then 
You've got a big space, and then second for me is Cam Munster Game 3, uh, 2020. Um, and to think that you have Munster, Kronk, Slater, Smith. I mean, they shouldn't have lost a game. That's how good that is. Uh, what do you, what do you, are we, do you think that we need to hold our horses a little bit? I mean, again, mm. we're both saying we know we'll be proven wrong, but it just seems it's been a bit patchy. Yeah, I just think it's one of them conversations we have about the top clubs this time every year. We're getting to the end of an origin period, aren't yeah. we? Uh, so they had knocked off Brisbane the week before in a tough encounter. The Roosters the week before that, by the week before that, and they beat Manly the week before that. So they're, they're three big games. They won them all. Yes, they were underwhelming, but like a pretty shitty night out in Manly, coming off, I think it was five or six days, coming off Origin 2 uh, and rep round in general where a lot of their players were impacted by that game. It's a one-off game. If they start losing consecutive, so be it. But they've gone through a tough period without Pappenhausen. Um, Munster didn't play in that game. There's a lot of like Harry well, Grant looks sore because he he's had a big yeah. year, been busted well, a little bit. So in uh, their defence, though, with the origin, well, not in the defence actually. This is actually on attack, but mm. only Harry Grant played in Origin. Harry Grant, um, Kafusi. He he didn't play he on the didn't weekend. Play Origin too, and then few. No, nah, Kafusi played Origin too, but I don't think he played on the weekend. Played on the weekend. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I just think basically they're coming to the end of a very tough rep period. Yeah, okay. Uh, and and for that reason alone, coming off a few good wins, I'm happy to be like it's the Melbourne Storm. Mm. They, they'll come good, but at the same time, towed up by the Cowboys, towed up by Penrith. They've now been towed up with a flattering eventual scoreline by Manly. So yeah, you've got to raise some questions. But once they get a few of these boats back on deck, I'm pretty confident they'll come home mm. with a wet sail. I I I agree. I think they will come home with a wet sail. I'm talking more like broad picture stuff like I, I just think that they they're probably not at the same standard as they were maybe two or three years ago as as a like a, yeah. a squad I, I think it should also be remembered like obviously they lost smith mm. that was huge but then i mean we look at the new zealand warriors you know they've been away from home for so long mm. melbourne storm have been in a somewhat similar yeah. situation they ha, they ha, it hasn't it's been far like it's been mm. worse for the warriors yeah yeah then i would say it's been worse for melbourne than any of the other sides yeah, that's what you know what's insane is like no one talks about it the no year they won the yeah. comp they were living away from home and like you know yes it was a resort go you can go and stay in the nicest resort you've ever stayed in it's still not home yeah. it's still not the yeah. same environment as home because you know why guru home is where the heart is <laughs> and the heart wasn't in the golf courses of sunshine coast it's back in melbourne of course <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Well, sorry, one of the best stories I heard, I was talking to um, Ryan Pappenhausen during the 2020 Origin Series, mm. and he was like, yeah, we, um, him and his partner uh, like put a lease on a, on a, on a house like, to rent, and they paid rent for about nine months at that point, and he still hadn't even entered the house. Wow. <laughs> and he had to pay rent? Because yeah. oh, you just never know when you're going to go back. Yeah. Oh. So, some story was something like that, yeah. Yeah, wow. And th- th- there'd be so many of those, you just you wouldn't know anything well, about. Well, I don't, I don't think Smithy had his family with him. If I recall... Oh, fuck. I, 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 yeah, I'll have to confirm that. I don't know if that's that's correct. But, like, because a lot of the... They still had to go to school. Yeah, there would have been all, a heap of families that wouldn't want to pull their kids out of school, school to, to take them somewhere Sunshine else. Coast to months. maybe go back. Yeah. And it was always, like, it's an extra month. And it's an extra month. Um, so, yeah, look, to be extremely clear... This is, this is me having the storm at the tippity top standards of like, this is a world-class organization. Um, like, I do think that they're still in the running. I do think that they, it's them and Penrith Panthers. And, you know, to be fair, they did break records at the start of last year. Maybe it's just, maybe, um, 
when you, I mean, look, they've got two players in their side right now that don't even have a bloody pitcher. Like, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like that's how much they're having to pull pull together um, selections uh, with depth. Because Green Edison wasn't even in the top squad, no. so they must be pretty decimated with injury to be have to like, pulling in blokes aren't even in the top squad. Um, now, that's talking about the first sixty five minutes. The last 15 minutes, Four. if they can play like that, and we know they can play like that every week, holy shit, who is going to stop them? Like, I think that last 15-minute storm takes it to Penrith all the way, like all the way. Pappenhausen killing it, Hughes killing it. Um, Pappenhausen's first game since round nine. Crazy, crazy. And, like, you know, like this first 60 was a little bit rusty, but, like, fuck, two tries, two try assists. Um oh. No, no. So ended the game with two tries, three try assists, 94 metres, three tackle breaks, one line break, three line break assists. Only Pappenhausen could people say he had a bit of a quiet night. And not only was he injured, he actually just recovered from COVID as well. Yeah. yeah. He's incredible, man. Fuck, he's good. He's so, like, electric quick. You know what I mean? Like, he just plays the game at 100 miles an hour. Is, um, is the Dallium leaderboard, is that going behind closed doors now? I think so, yeah. Would you have Benny Hunt up there? Yeah, but Ben Hunt, I think when I last saw it, Ben Hunt was leading. He was about three points ahead of Pappy, mm. who'd missed six weeks. Yeah, okay. Wow. Oh, yeah, Hunt was on 19 when it went down, when it went behind closed doors. When did doors. it go behind closed doors? I think it's around 14. 12. 12. Okay. 12. Interesting. Interesting. What was Pappy on? 15. So he was four ahead. Yeah, Hunt wow. was four ahead. Interesting. Um,. Okay, so, yeah, any other final thoughts on the Storm? No, just scary what they can do. I tell you what, Nelson, when he came on, Oof. he's a beast, man. 171 metres in 45 minutes. He's, you can't defend him. Like, what do you do? <clears throat> what you can do, all the tackle technique, you can shoot out of the line. He is a man, man. He's all, he's, you know what? He's almost like one of the most underrated forwards in the comp because he doesn't get spoken about much You're in right. best front rowers, but he, he impacts games Every game. Like, every game the Storm needs something to, like, change the momentum of the game. He comes on and he just skittles defences. Like, skittles them. As you said with that stat, like, he, he be, he's very rarely injured. Yep. He plays solid minutes for how big he is. He's – I don't think he gets enough raps, Nelson. I don't yeah, think he does. We're, we're just going back to those stats for those that don't remember it. There was – over the last three years – He'd played more games for Melbourne than what Cam Smith did in his last three years. Mm. Cam Smith was never injured. Yeah, he missed like two games in three yeah, years. Or crazy. Yeah. I really like, and I think coaches probably underutilise it a little bit at times, but just getting these big, agile blokes running wider. Mm. So we saw it with the try scored against Manly the other night where, you know, you don't have to do it often, but mm. some of these middle forwards, you know, you'd throw like your TNF Sur Malawis in there, you're, no, maybe not as much these days, but Joshi Papali'i who you get them on an edge, and we see them skittle blokes in the middle. If they can get them one-on-ones with outside backs or halves, mm. like they're not a chance at yeah, stopping them. And, and it's just, Tom Lolo's another one who's, yep. we've, we know now, or we've known for a few years, with the failed back row experiment last year or edge experiment that he's a middle, mm. but him just getting him running that wide and trying to, with a bit of good shape, get these one-on-ones, mm. uh, I love to see it. Yeah, it and, it's, more. and it's like, all you need is a good half to get everyone where they need to get to. And they just need to get one-on-one. Yep. And it's impossible. Like, 
what are you going to do as a half when Nelson comes? You're going to get bumped. That's what you're going to do. E- even if they don't go to them, just they, there is a decoy. Like yep. you've got a soft solo Lamona going wide. Even if it gets a centre or a half to jam and playing at the back or something. Yep. Look at kick out for the Panthers. Yeah, the exactly. amount every of week. people. Every single week, people just jam in on them because they're yeah. so afraid of not getting their body in yep. front and getting bumped. Um, so Nelson, incredible player. I can't wait. Storm versus Cronulla. This will answer a lot of questions for me, Storm versus Cronulla, to just to see because, like, Munster should be back by then. Yeah, he's playing Origin. Oh, no, he'll miss that, won't he? Yeah, no. He'll, he'll miss that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but Nico will play because he's 19th. He's 19th. 19th. No, no. Oh, no. Sorry. What do we got? So, Raiders. Okay. I just want to see Storm against one of the big dogs to see how they perform. I still think they're a premiership threat. Just I, I worry that they've had so many injuries. Yeah, Raiders round 18. Okay. <laughs> What are you talking about, mate? <laughs> I saw it and I was like, yeah, that's not a... You're <laughs> waiting for it, waiting for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so really interesting times at the Storm. Again, they're, they're definitely a premiership threat. Just just want to see just a few tweaks. Because when they... Like, even when they played the Broncos, they would go through patches where you're like, this side's unstoppable. Like, there's 20 minutes of footy where you're just going, holy fuck, who's going who's gonna to defend that? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.